What's up, everyone? iIrvin TV, Double I TV, whatever you guys want to call me, as long as it's nothing disrespectful. Because if it gets disrespectful, then um, we're gonna get the Scarlet Witch to get you. And if you watch the Multiverse of Madness, you know that's not a good thing. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome y'all to episode eighteen. What was that? <laughs> episode 18 of squirrel moments the podcast with my solid co-host steven the squirrel what's up steven i see i see i see i'm glad you're doing good i'm glad you're doing good and um yeah yeah episode 18 episode 18 the today's date is july the 3rd 2022 that I'm recording this. I don't know when y'all gonna get this. Probably the same day or probably the next day. I don't know when, but y'all definitely gonna get this within a day or two. I don't know, but <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. Again, me, Stephen, we're doing good right now. Um, where am I going with this? Where am I going with this? I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, um, first of all, I like to thank everyone that been sticking with me this far been sticking with me this long i've been doing the podcast for about a year now i think yeah it's been about a year now i, I know i had a brief hiatus but now you know mm. i'm sorry y'all i'm so disgusting i just ate not too long ago and i can still feel the tea, the food in my tea. anyway 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 i don't need to give y'all details but <laughs> i'd like to thank everybody that's been sticking around that's been watching that's been watching the podcast which the video version is on youtube.com slash tv and then that's also been listening to the audio version which is available on anchor.fm spotify um what is it google Podcasts and apple Podcasts. i appreciate everybody that's watching that's listening and all that kind of stuff i definitely appreciate the people that's listening because since i got the ad in the beginning i get paid for it not that much i still haven't reached a dollar yet but <laughs> i appreciate everybody's support that's liking it that's sharing it um all that kind of good stuff and you know i'm just gonna continue pushing and again um if you're watching the video version, go ahead and like it, share it, drop a comment and all that stuff. Um, audio version, just make sure to rate it. I prefer five stars. Me and Steven prefer five stars. We still want honest ratings, but we prefer five stars. So that way we can get up to the algorithm and, um, you know, reach other people and have more people um, come join us in this madness, you know. You know, join us in this chaos that we call the podcast. Ain't that right, Steven? It is chaos. Come on now. How, how can you not say this is chaos? First of all, you got me talking about whatever, whatever. You know, I have ADHD, so we could be talking about one thing in one moment, talk about another thing in, an, in another moment. Uh, and then the second thing is we have a silent talking squirrel. Come on. We have you on here. So how is, how is that not chaos? Anyway, let's get... <laughs> Let's get let's get on to the podcast. I know we've been talking a lot, and I know my la the last episode, even though I was rushing, that was a pretty long episode. So I even cut some um, stuff off my show notes so that way it could be a little bit shorter. Um, yeah. So anyway, let's let's get to the first thing. Let's get to the first thing. Um, so two weekends two weekends ago, uh, I hung out with my family. Uh, we went out and did brunch. We went out to this restaurant. Uh, shoot, what was it called? What was it called? What was it called? Oh, 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 oh. Before we get ahead of myself, y'all yeah, notice I got the, if you haven't been, um, 
you know, watching the channel um, as of late or if you haven't caught up yet. As you can see, if you watch the video version, as you can hear, I finally, I said in the other episode, but I finally got my new microphone. I got the F Deuce. F Deuce. Y'all should watch the, um, I did an unboxing of this as well. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had this for about a week and a half now, maybe two weeks, whatever. And, um, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I am loving it. It took me a bit to get it set up. Um, because my other mic was USB, but this one's XLR. So, um, yeah, it took me a minute to, to get set up. I had to do a lot of adjustments and all that stuff. But right. It's, 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 I'm loving the sound of it. I'm loving it. And for the price that I paid, I don't remember the price I paid, but it's way less than insuring mic, which is the industry standard. And this is supposed to be like the generic version of it. But yeah, as you can hear, it sounds great. Great. Ain't that right, Steven? Oh, I forgot. You got your little mic over there. You got the little bootleg mic, so yours not going to sound as good. <laughs> what? We're gonna, okay, we're going to get you a new mic, but for right now, you deal with that one, okay? And, I, and we're going to get you a new mic, okay? It's not going to be now, but we'll eventually get you a new mic. But anyway, um, like I said, um, like I was saying, uh, I went for brunch with my um, my family, my mom, dad, sister, brother-in-law, nephews, you know, all that kind of stuff. And what, what was the name of the restaurant? What was the name of the restaurant? Um, hold on. I got to go back. But it was good, and we had fun. It was good. We had fun. What is the name of it? What is the name of it? What is the name of it? I'm looking right now. Um, it's called The Love Shack, and it's like this small um, restaurant that does... Um, that does breakfast and it's so good. And then uh, <laughs> we got drunk. Of course, not my nephew, but we got drunk because we got mimosas. Yep, we, we we got mimosas. And you know what they say about brunch and mimosas? <laughs> we got toe up. We got toe up. Not toe up to the point we was out there stumbling, and couldn't even walk because you know we got kids around us. But we had fun. We was talking mess and all that kind of stuff. And you know, we're supposed to be doing it again um, this weekend, this next Saturday, hopefully. And this time I picked the place, which is Capital Waffle. And if you're from Richmond, Virginia, you know what that place is. It's basically specializing waffles, obviously. But not only do they do regular waffles, they have what is called savory waffles, and they have sweet waffles. So savory, like some, like they have meat on there, such as bacon and all that kind of stuff, some type of gravy and sauce and all that kind of stuff. And then they had the sweet, which... Some of it is just fruit and syrup, and then some of them have um, what you call the sour patches on. It's really good, and then it's affordable too. And it got mimosas, so we might get toe up again this weekend. <laughs> hopefully, 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 hopefully. Um, it's not confirmed yet, but hopefully we go, and then you know we get toe up again. <laughs> Cause it was, it was um. It was it was real fun. It was real fun, and then the reason why I'm saying this, cause. If you got family you get along with, just just take some time out of the date, like even just an hour or two. Just hang out with family because family is important. And, of course, you know, um, I haven't told y'all. I don't think I told you how I feel about, you know, family per se. Family is important. Don't get me wrong. And, you know, some some family is family. But if you have that relationship with your family, take full advantage of it. Hang out with them as much as you can because last year – um. If these last two years haven't taught us anything, 
family is important because you never know what's going to happen. So I love hanging out with my family and all that stuff. Plus, when I was going through my depression and all that kind of stuff, it, I, I ignored my family. And what I mean by ignore, if they call my phone, text me, sometimes I wouldn't text or call them back until like days later because I just didn't feel like dealing with it. it. It wasn't that I didn't feel like dealing with them. It's just depression does a lot of things to you. So, again, if you... And then, like, sometimes family can help with that depression, you know? So, um, I encourage everybody that's going through depression to go get help. Trust me. it The help works. Trust me. Like, I, I said this before, but I'll say it again. I haven't felt this good since high school. And I've been out of high school for almost 11 years. So, imagine... And the thing, you know the crazy thing about depression is you don't know you're going through, through depression until... You get help. That's the crazy thing. Until you start, like, talking to somebody about it, and you know. And then the good thing about social media is, you know, people are sharing their, you know, their feelings about depression and all that stuff. I don't know how we got here. Squirrel moment. Hey, Steven. Um, but <laughs> What'd you say, Steven? Come on now. That was perfect. That was perfect. You got to admit that was perfect. But anyway, um, what was I saying? Right. It just... You know, depre- depression just does things to you. And it just, again, you just don't know until, you know, until it's pointed out. Or, again, with social media, everybody being open about it, it's like, oh, wait, I'm going through that. Oh, I'm going through that. Oh, I might need to talk to somebody. But that's just like with my, um, you know, with my ADHD, because let me tell you the story real quick. So I was diagnosed with ADHD. I don't remember what age, but I was a single digit. Let's put it this way. I was a single digit. I've been taking medication since I was a single digit. Let's let's put it that way. And you know what's funny? When I talk to my psychiatrist, when I get a new one, when I get a new psychiatrist, they always ask me, do you remember, you know, they always ask what medication you taking as a kid. Do you think I remember that far back? I don't. And I remember one of my psychiatrists, I almost had to, I almost had to rip her a new one because um, I don't remember which one, but all of them been been women. I almost had to rip a new one because I'm telling her, I was like, I do not remember. I started taking medicine before I was 10. And I've been, I took a lot of medications when I was a kid, like, you know, trying to test out stuff and all that kind of stuff. And it just like, you expect me to remember what I, t- and I was telling her, I said, I don't remember the one I can, I can remember, I can tell you which ones I was taking as a teenager, which by the time I was a teenager, I was pretty steady on the medication. But yeah, she was like, well, can you tell me? Can you remember? I, I said, I do not remember. I cannot tell you. I can only tell you what I, what I remember. And I don't want to give you no wrong information. So especially if you're my doctor, I don't want to give you misleading information. I don't want to give you wrong information. I'm trying to give you the most accurate information. And I understand they're trying to do their job too, but you can't push something out of me that I don't remember. Like I said, I was I was a kid. But anyway, um, going back, uh, you know, because when I got in high school, I stopped taking medication because I wanted to try. Cause, you know, I, again, I've been taking medication since I was a kid. So I was like, you know what? I want to be, quote unquote, normal. And I can't believe I had this train of thought at this time. Because, again, I'm if you're not watching the video version, I'm doing the, the um, quotation mark with my fingers. But it's like I wanted to feel, quote unquote, normal. And, you know, and why I did, um, you know, graduate high school and all this stuff there was a struggle but i didn't put it off the adhd until i got much older and i'm like it was this channel called how to adhd and she's listening to these symptoms and all this kind of stuff i'm like wait a minute i'm going through that as an adult 
And I went through that when I was in high school. Mind you, I stopped taking medication during this time. So I'm like, you know what? I might need to start going to a psychiatrist again, going to a doctor again. And then when, um, because when I started school again, when I started going to college, I was like, you know, I'm going to need help. I'm going to need help focusing and all that kind of stuff. And I had to go through a re-diagnosis because I was a kid when I was diagnosed. So re when they re-diagnosed me, it's like, yep, you got ADHD. I said, I could have told you that. But anyway, <laughs> you will be surprised. You know, how did I get here? Oh, no, I got here. But you'll be surprised by just looking at social media, YouTube videos. You'll be like, and I'm not saying don't self-diagnose yourself, but if you feel like you have those symptoms or whatever, it doesn't hurt to get checked out by, the, by a doctor. If you got the resources, all this stuff, please get checked out by a doctor. Please get checked out by a doctor. But, um, oh, yeah, we were, talking, we were talking about depression and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, just I know what the dep depression can do, but I'm just glad to hang out with my family. I'm more... I'm just, I, I look forward to hanging out with my family now. It used to be, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. It wasn't like I wanted to hang out with my family. It was just, mm, what's wrong with my hair? Mm. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm looking at myself in the camera, and I know it's my hair is a little uneven because I cut my own hair. And sometimes I don't do the most great job, but I do what, you know, because I don't like going to the barber shop because, first of all, things going up. I don't. For me to go to the barbershop, I'll have to go at least twice a month. And that's $40 a month plus tip. So that could probably be $50, $60 a month when I could just do it myself, you know, and I retwist my own hair. Steven, I'm having another squirrel moment. <laughs> but anyway, um, more of the story, hang out with your family. Hang out with your family because sometimes they can help, you know. They can really help with, with, with what you're going through and all that kind of stuff. And since I found the right combination of medications, getting, you know, therapy and all that stuff, I love hanging out with my family. And it wasn't like I didn't like hanging out with my family. Again, it's just I didn't want to put the – I just didn't have the energy to do anything, friends, family, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I hung out with family. But um, one of these days, days, me and Steven need to hang out that doesn't involve content creation because every time we hang out, it's always content creation, whether it's the um, podcast – you know, streaming videos and all this stuff because you know it's funny. Originally, Steven was just supposed to be on the podcast, but then he just so happened to be in the other videos. So, but yeah, we need to hang out. You know, we, me and you, need to hang out outside of content creation, ain't that right, Steven? What you mean you don't want to hang out? All right, you know what? For, forget you, then you fight. No, I'm just. <laughs> I hope you're joking too. Aren't you joking, Steven? Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, we need to hang out one day, get some drinks or whatever. So, but anyway. Um, also, the next thing I want to talk about is I finished the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. And y'all, y'all, that season finale was amazing. It was amazing. Let me tell you something real quick. I'm not going to spoil it for y'all. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to say this. I'm just going to touch on this real quick, and then we're going to get to our topics, but um, our, our, our stories. But um, first of all, that season finale was emotional. It hit the right spots. It just, it was just phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And, you know, um, you know, the first few episodes, a lot of people had their doubts or whatever. You know, people was worried about it. But let me tell you something real quick. Through my experience, and I don't really watch a lot of TV, but through my experience, 
every time I watch a show that starts off slow, by the time it ends, you love every single bit of the show, do its flaws and all. Every show that starts off weak ends strong. Like, for example, Star Wars, The Clone Wars. Um, that had kind of had a weak start, especially because the original, you got to remember, it started off with the movie. I mean, George Lucas always had the plan to make it a TV show, but while he was making the TV show, George Lucas was like, you know what? Let's make the first few episodes a movie, and you know the the movie was. I'm not gonna say it was terrible, but it was it was weak. It was weak, and it had um, mixed reviews, mixed receptions, or whatever. And then, like even the first few episodes of the show, like the first season, at least the beginning, anyway, it wasn't bad, but it was like it started off slow, and it was just like, all right, what's going? I ain't gonna say what's going on here, but it was just it was kind of slow. Seasons later, oh my. God. Gosh, and it got to a point I would have the show on repeat because when I go to sleep at night, I need some type of sound, white noise, or whatever. So, uh, one of the shows I used to keep on at night was Family Guy, and then it became Star Wars The Clone Wars. I literally used to have that in the background. But yeah, I love, I, yeah, Star Wars The Clone Wars was amazing. It had a weak start, but it finished strong. And throughout my experience, yeah, yeah. Every show that every show that I watch starts weak and ends strong. Those are the good ones. If it starts off weak, it's gonna finish off strong. Like for example, some some of the Marvel um shows, like for example, WandaVision. Um, you know, the first two episodes, like, all right, what, what are we doing here? What are we doing? What's going on? Once that third episode hit, the third and the fourth episode hit. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And speaking of which, again, I just um, yesterday I finished watching Doctor Strange and Multi Multiverse of Madness. Hope I'm saying that right. That was amazing too. And just like um, was it Falcon and the Winter Soldier started off weak, but that ended was strong. And and like I said, throughout my experiences, the greatest show starts off weak. So with Obi Wan, yes, it started off. I ain't gonna say it started off weak. It, ha it has, it definitely has some flaws in it. I'm not even gonna lie, it has some flaws in it. But the flaws are so minuscule. It just like you. The best story has a lot of build up in it, and that's what the Obi Wan show had. It, the Obi Wan Kenobi show had. It had a lot of build up to it. And at first, you know, it was like, all right, what are they doing here? I enjoyed it, but I had some moments that had me scratching my head, and you know. But the way that it finished, it was amazing. And and, and and let me tell you something real quick. I'm just going to say this real quick. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm just going to say this one thing. Uncle Owen and Emperor. Yeah, they some, they tough. You don't want to cross them. You don't want to cross them. And I'm just going to leave it at that. But um, <laughs> and I'm not going to lie. There are tiny plot holes in it. But it's not, it's one of those, it's not no blatant plot holes. One of those plot holes, like, if you really think about it, like, but what about this? But what about that? You would really have to be thinking about it in order for, like, you know. But it's, and then, like, towards the end, majority of those plot holes was resolved. You know, it's still, like, a small pot, a plot hole. But, again, it's a work of fiction. So, I'm not, so I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to, you know bash it as long as the plot hole ain't too 
too obvious hint hint the rise of skywalker but uh, <laughs> yeah there was some plot holes in it and it, it was just anyway um but yeah obi-wan the, the tv show is amazing and i'm just gonna say this real quick i know people want um a season two they don't need the season two it just need to end with exactly where it, it needs to end exactly where it ended at and it, it, it just needs to stay like that and if you want to continue off where it ended at it don't need to be obi-wan it needs to be something else it needs to be something else because like i say the way that it ended it just needs to stay it needs to be something else it need it, it just needs to be something else that's and that's all i'm gonna say it, it just needs to be something else if you want to continue that storyline it just needs to be something else and you know what's coming out later this year the Endor show and um shoot what's the other one? Oh yeah bad batch season two so yeah i'm about to binge on what you think about obi-wan steven it was good right oh yeah it, it, it was definitely good yep 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 and then the ending and you know in that first i know a lot of people in the beginning was like all right where's the fan service at it did enough fan service, especially in the last episode, the season finale. It had plenty of fan service. My thing is this fan service is cool, but it needs to make sense because I feel like even though I enjoyed the sequel trilogy, I can recognize its flaws. I'm not going to debate the flaws. And a lot of when they brought back the old characters, it was a lot of fan service. It's like, I don't mind they bring back old characters, but it just has to make sense. Don't don't let them be there just to be there. You know, so, but yeah, that's that Obi Wan show. It was real good, and I need and y'all need to watch it. But anyway, speaking of Star Wars, you know, I gotta have a Star Wars story in here, even though all the episodes don't always have a Star Wars story. But speaking of Star Wars, you know, guess who's coming back to Star Wars? Guess who's coming back to Star Wars? My boo, my boo, my boo, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman, aka Pat Pat Amadala, aka um, Jane Foster from Thor, and you know she's gonna be the new Thor and Love and Thunder and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but in all realness, though, um, Natalie Portman is coming back, and this story is um from GiantFreakingRobot.com. It was published six days ago, and let's go ahead and get that pulled up. Let's get it pulled up. Let's get it pulled up. Anyway, exclusive. Natalie Portman returned as Padme in Star Wars. Star Wars is currently making some of the best content it has in years. I agree. Although some might be tired of all the stories linking to the Skywalker saga, fans can't seem to get enough of older continuity being revisited in new and fresh ways. From The Mandalorian to Obi-Wan Kenobi, there have been some wonderful legacy characters returning in some of the best ways. It truly adds more dimension to these characters in a way that had not been shown before. With that, we're happy to report that through our trusted and proven sources that Natalie Portman will return as Padme in Star Wars. Although it might seem a bit odd that Natalie Portman will return to Star Wars, it makes complete sense for her character to return, especially considering that we just got to see Anakin Skywalker return in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Although we we were given the prequels to learn about Padme's journey, there were significant gaps that had never been explored. 
that is the same thing that was previously mentioned serious that is the same thing that the previous mentioned series just tackled how she returns can be left to debate but we have a strong hunch that she might be returning in some sort of flashback type scenario there are some strong shows being written currently and we might even see more of a deep dive series taken on by Padme's backstory that will be something quite interesting. For now, all we know that Natalie Portman is appearing in Star Wars as Padme, but the project details are being kept under wraps for now, which I think is going to be. I think it's going to be um, 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 the Ahsoka show. It might be some flashbacks in the Ahsoka show. It makes a lot of sense since um, Hayden Christensen is coming back in the um, uh, um, in the Ahsoka show. Probably has flashbacks or ghosts and all that kind of stuff. So I, I can see it happening. It might be some flashbacks where, you know, they might be hanging out and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, there are plenty of ways in which she could return, including some of the shows that might continue to cover the era in which Anakin and Obi-Wan were still young men. The Clone Wars cartoon was a massive hit, but Padme did not appear as much as she should have. I thought she did. So there could be some more stories to visit in that era, but obviously with a more live-action element taken. Rogue One is a perfect example of taking a story that has not been previously examined and tying it into the original trilogy. Padme did a re- did become a rebellion leader, so we might see more of her appearance in that regard. Hey Christian has also stated he wishes to return as Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. We propose a deeper dive into the years when Anakin begins to show his anger and frustration come about. Natalie Portman returning in the Star Wars series could series that covers their relationship father might be somewhat something interesting to look at. Either way, we are excited to see her return. Blah, 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 All that kind of stuff. Yep. My boo is coming back. My 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 childhood crush is coming back. Natalie Portman wanted her fine self, especially in Attack of the Clones with the mid-trip. Anyway. <laughs> she had the all-white tights on. Anyway. <laughs> what you think, Steven? Okay, I know she's cute, but what you think of her coming back? Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. Aren't you supposed to be attracted to other squirrels? So you're attracted to humans as well. But I wonder if a human is attracted to you. I mean, I mean, I mean, there are people like that. But if you find somebody that's attracted to you, a human that's attracted to you, just run away. Please run away because they they got some weirdness going on. But anyway, <laughs> um, so our next story. Mm-mm-mm. I'm not even surprised, but why would he even do do that to themselves? EA, EA, oh my goodness, face palm, face palm, face palm. EA, with a single tweet, just gave him the biggest and easiest L ever. Like, like, okay, their games and stuff gives them L's, but this one tweet. This one tweet gave them the biggest L of 2022. And they got roasted hard. Even developers roasted them. Even studios roasted EA. And this article is from PushSquare.com. It was published this Friday. So it was published on the 1st of July. And it reads as follows. Random. EA gets destroyed for trying to meme about single-player games on Twitter. You know what's funny? They have a picture of uh, Commander Shepard, and it's like his horror face. His horror face. 
and, and they have it in black and white. <laughs> if you're watching the video version, you'll see. But yeah, it's always a bit cringe when corporations try to get in on social media memes, isn't it? There's a very, very fine line between a legitimate clever tweet and a tweet that completely blows up in the author's face. And it's the latter that's happened to EA's official account. Yeah, um, let me drink some water. My mouth's starting to get dry. My mouth's starting to get dry. How y'all like the audio so far? I hope y'all loving it. Invest in yourself, y'all. Invest in yourself. Invest in yourself. Hey, uh, let me um say this real quick before I go any farther. Before I go any farther in the story. If you're investing in yourself, all right, if anybody try to argue, okay, so this is for all my content creators out there or for anybody that's doing anything outside the dorm. If people try to fuss with you about, you know, you spending money on content creation and all that stuff, they be like, oh, why you spend this much money? You wasting money on this and that and woo, woo, woo. What's the difference between spending money on content creation and college? What's the difference? Cause and they're gonna be like, you're not making money off, you're not making money off content creation right now. I'm not making money off college neither right now, but yet you see how much money I'm spending on that. What's the difference? What's the difference? And nobody has came to me with this argument, but there's always something I thought about in the back of my mind. Cause I'm like somebody, cause I'm all I'm the type of person that expect expects pushback. I always expect pushback. And it's probably not the best thing in the world to always expect, but I always expect pushback when I talk about certain things, especially something I'm really passionate about, you know. And I'm just waiting for somebody to give me that argument. You'd be like, oh, you're wasting money. You're not making money off this. How many people went to college and spent thousands of dollars going to debt? Because it's an investment, right? It's an investment, right? Don't let nobody argue with you. All right, you buying microphones, you buying computers and all that kind of stuff for your content creation or whatever you're doing. Don't let nobody tell you from that. You know, if somebody try to argue that point, just be like college. What about college? They'd be like, what about college? Don't you spend money on college and you're not getting anything out of that in the immediate moment? What's the difference? And then most colleges, it takes you about four years, right? Or if you're becoming a doctor, 10 plus years, right? So... What's the difference? I'm not making money right now, but eventually I will be. I just got to put a lot of work into it, right? Anyway, let's get back to the story, y'all. I just want to throw that out there. Anyway, there's a very, very, the latter, blah, blah, blah. As we all know, the publisher is already unpopular amongst hardcore gaming fans, the kind of people who read this very website on a regular basis. So when it tweeted, this is the tweet, y'all. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for this tweet? Y'all probably already see it, but if you haven't, or if you haven't heard of it, here we go. This is a tweet. They're a 10, but they only like playing. They're a 10, but they only like playing single player games. The company was just begging for a beat down. Come on, y'all. Come, come on, EA. Really? They're a 10, but they only like playing single player games. Of course, EA has a notorious reputation when it comes to single player projects. Years ago, it was one of the first big publishers to go almost all in on multiplayer and live service titles to the point where it had legendary RPG developer Bioware make Anthem. It also killed properties like Dead Space. I still can't believe. Hold on. 
Okay, never mind. I'm sorry, y'all got distracted. It also killed properties like Dead Space. I don't even know why they did that. And then like the third Dead Space, even though I haven't played it, I watched the last play of it. It, it it went more into the action like and i love the i love the first dead space i didn't really get a chance to play the second one but i did watch the last play of it i love the first place i'm not even a horror person but anyway in pursuit of a more live service success especially after fifa became such a global phenomenon to be fair ea has learned some kind of lesson because bioware is back on the rpg train a new mass effect is in development alongside dragon age dreadwolf and dead space is actually being remade but reputations are incredibly hard to shake in this industry. And so EA's being ranked across burning hot coals for that tweet. I'm not even going to try to announce that word. I'm trying to pronounce that word. The company did try to backtrack its attempt at memory with a follow-up post, which reads, Roast well-deserved. We'll take this L because playing single-player games actually makes them an 11. I'm looking at the camera like, ready? But the damage has already been done. The biggest dunk we've probably we've seen probably comes from the from former EA and Visceral Games developer Zach Mumbat, who quoted the first tweet and said, Ooh, excuse me. This is the company that shut down my studio and laid off a hundred great developers because we were making a single player game. Can't hit the point home much harder than that, can you? Yeah. Now look, it should be noted that, that this EA account is likely ran by just a handful of company facing employees at most. And it's easy to make a bad call when the company you work for is considered uncool to begin with. So we do sympathize with the actual people or person behind this misplay. But geez, what a misplay it was. And yes, definitely it was. EA, sometimes it's just better to... Let me tell y'all something real quick. Sometimes it's just better to shut your mouth. Sometimes it's just better. It's just best not to talk. It's just best not to talk. How y'all gonna talk about single-player games? First of all, one of your studios... One, one of your studios... What was it? Respawn? They made Jedi Fallen Order, which I had great success. And then the second Titanfall. Both of them was great. Both of them was great. And y'all sold millions. I made millions off those two games. Come on now. And then some of the tweets from other studios, like Respawn, one of the, 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 the developers from Respawn even said something. I don't remember what the tweet was, but it, they said something. It's, you know you you know you down bad when other studios, other studios come, you know, come at you like that. You know you bad. You know you just, like, <sighs> let me tell you something real quick. I love multiplayer games just like the next person. Heck, I, the, 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 I think, the best time for um for gaming was when multiplayer was in an all-time high. And what I mean by that was during 2007-2008, when you had the first Modern Warfare, Halo 3, you had Gears and all that kind of stuff. And I love multiplayer to the core. But also, single-player games need to be, you know, in, we need more single-player games because, let me tell you something real quick. As much as I love multiplayer, I love single-player games. I love story. I love story-based games. I love story. That's why Mass Effect is my favorite video, one of my favorite video games of all time. It really is, because just the way that they executed it, just the way they executed it. Mind you, that's from EA. At least the, the, the developer, not the developer, the publisher, but still. Like, come on. Like, come on, EA. But yeah, it just... I love single-player games. Like, recently, I just started playing Wolfenstein on, um, what was it, New Order. I started playing that on stream lately on Twitch, which 
y'all should um go ahead and follow me on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash iIrvingTV. Y'all should go ahead and follow me because I'm streaming much more often now. It used to be once a week and be lucky if I could do twice, twice a week. But with my new job and all that stuff, I've been consistent. Like, I've been doing like two streams a week, sometimes even three. Because I actually plan on, I stream. I, did I stream Friday? Yeah, I streamed Friday. I streamed yesterday. And I'm planning on streaming today. And because tomorrow is the 4th of July, I might stream tomorrow. So, yeah, I've been more consistent. Y'all should follow me. But anyway, the, the more of the story is single player games are important because that's where the foundation of video games come from is single player games. You know how much, you know how excited people got when they heard they were making Dead Space? I got excited. And again, I, I'm not big on horror, but come on. Single player games are very important. Yes, we love multiplayer, but sometimes we just need to get away from people and just, you know, sometimes it's just play by yourself and just enjoy the journey. What you think, Steven? Look, I'm sorry about the no thumbs comment. You know, you know what I'm saying. But how can you play video games without a thumb? Like, come on. Like, let me get this controller. You gotta do all this. You gotta you gotta do this. So how can you do that? Oh, you're gonna use your tail. How, how would that even work? Anyway, I'm not even gonna question you. I'm not even gonna question your logic, whatever. Anyway. Speaking of developers and publishers and all that stuff. So if you don't know, recently, um, you know. Sonic Origins came out, which has, you know, the original Sonic games, one, two, three, um, Sonic and Knuckles, and I think um, 3D, I think, Sonic 3D, I, I, I think, I could be wrong, so they recently um, dropped it, I believe, and, you know, um, some people haven't been happy about it, a lot of people haven't been happy about it, and apparently, so were the developers, or the co-developers, they, they was not happy about the state of the game. And this article comes from PCGamer.com. It was published six days ago, and I'm not—I don't feel like doing the math. And it reads as follows: Which uh, Sonic is one of my favorite video game characters, so I'm gonna throw that out there. But anyway, mm. now, let me drink this water real quick. Let me drink. Let me drink this water real quick. I'm gonna drink this water. Mm. Anyway, fans are happy and nor, it turns out, were the developers. Fans were pretty excited at the prospect of hand cannon, head cannon, one of the developers of the best Sonic game of recent years, being involved with the Sonic Origins collection, which contains remastered versions of Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles inside of CD. Okay, so it's CD. Unfortunately, since its release last week, forums and social media have have seen a wave of videos showing the game's bugs, glitches, and general messiness. Which, you know what? I need to put. I need to put myself. I need to write down a reminder because I might do some reactions to these bugs and glitches, glitches, and all that kind of stuff. Hold on, I need to. I need to put down this reminder. 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 What's that Jay Z song? Hold on. To Sonic bugs. Like I said, my, my stream's been lit lately because usually what I used to do is just play games and then call it a day, but now I'm reacting and all that stuff. Anyway, I'm sorry, y'all. The reception is obviously being reflected in user reviews, though 
There is some crossover in the negativity towards the game's microtransaction, which, to be fair, do lock some weird stuff behind a paywall. How do you put microtransactions on classic games? New game has bugs. It's not the most stunning story, but it is curious that this has happened with what must be some of the most frequently re-released games ever made. Like, you would think Sonic Team would have, have a handle on things after so many years. Or maybe not. Developer Simon Stel Tomley, founder of Hey Cannon and a programmer on Sonic Mania, was responsible for the Sonic 3 and Knuckles portion of Origins. A fair few issues had have been spotted with this, including level skipping glitches, and Tomley took to social media to express his own frustrations at the collections under which Sonic Origins was developed. This is frustrating, writes Tomley. I won't lie and say there that there weren't issues in what we gave to Sega, but what is in Origins is also not what we turned in. Integration in introduced some wild bugs that conventional logic would have one believe we believe were our responsibility. A lot of, a lot of them weren't, oh my gosh, I can't read. <laughs> a lot of them aren't. Tom Lee goes on to say that we knew going in that there would be some major time crunch and we worked ourselves into the ground to meet it just so this would even be made and released. He goes on to acknowledge that Head Cannon's submitted bill included some actual mistakes, some overlooking, some rush jobs, some stuff we noticed but weren't allowed to correct near the end. It's absolutely not perfect. Some of it is from us. It's complicated. However, Tommy claims Sega introduced more bugs that weren't in Head Cannon's bill and wouldn't allow Head Cannon to make major fixes as the game approached launch. It wants to work on fixing the issues people have found, but doesn't know yet, but doesn't yet know whether it will be able to. Every one of us is very unhappy about the state of origins and even the Sonic 3 component, writes Tommy. We weren't too thrilled about its pre-submission state either, but a lot was beyond our control. The developer goes on to acknowledge that talking about things such as this in public can be considered unprofessional, can hurt our relationship with Sega, meeting no Origins update and no farther 2D Pixel Sonic games for us. But there's just too much scrutiny over things that both are and are not related to us. And I don't want to sit in, sit in back in silence while people are asking why and how things happen to a product they put so much hope and money into. Oh my gosh, it's a lot of reading. But well, we almost done. We got three more paragraphs left. The the thread ends with a reiteration of Head Cannon's desire to fix that game's issues. To fix that game's issues and its commitment to Sonic. Tommy also repeatedly stresses what a complicated endeavor developing a game is and that he's not fighting with Sega. And no, I have not cut Sega off. I wanted to do more work under the right conditions. Whether they want to work with me again, it's an entirely separate matter. It's an entirely separate matter. I've seen a few of these Sonic Oranges bugs floating around over the weekend and it was just vaguely amused and was just vaguely amused by them rather than overly bothered but it, clearly this is a fan base with high expectations and arguably arguably a re-release package should have been easily capable of delivering them as for hey cannon and sega and sega as tomley said says it will probably not the wisest move to be calling out sega if you ever want to work on sonic games again but then the reason he and others work on these projects with such dedication is that they're clearly big fans themselves which is completely cool and arguably why something like sonic media was as good as it was but you do wonder whether if it also makes mole hill sometimes seem like mountains oh my gosh 
Anyway, I could not read. <laughs> um, let me tell you something real quick. I've always said this, and I will continue saying this. Delay games, delay games, delay games, delay games. If they're not ready, delay them, delay them, delay them. Delay them. Come on now. I'm going to keep going back to Cyberpunk 2077. Delay the games if they're not ready. And I know sometimes it costs a little bit more if you got to delay it because then you got to keep paying workers and all that kind of stuff. But come on now. Come on now. We got to we gotta do. And I'm glad the studio is doing this. I'm glad Head Cannon is doing this and calling out Sega because it's like, it was like, it's unprofessional. Let me tell you something real quick. They know. See, it's that's why I don't really blame developers. I blame stu I blame not studios. I blame um publishers because they just want that money. I understand they're investing money into these studios to make these games, but still, y'all gotta have patience. See, publishers don't know exactly what goes on behind um making these games. It's a lot. If it, have anybody have ever gone through the credits of a video game when it ends? If you say no, there's a reason why. Because the credits are long. You know why the credits are long? Because that's how much people are working on them, on these games. And these games are expensive and all that kind of stuff. So these publishers need to start listening to these studios more and be like, all right, take your time. Not only that, see, again, I, I said this before, but majority of the money also goes into the marketing as well. Again, I'm going back to the original Modern Warfare 2. They invest more money in the marketing than the actual game. Look it up. But um, but yeah, it's just if they, I feel like games should not be announced until it is either almost done or is done and should be ready to go out within the next six months. I feel like games should not be announced until they pop until it's at the polishing stage because then you don't have to worry about you know. I mean, and don't get me wrong, deadlines need to be there, but at the same time, it's like you don't disappoint the people. That's the biggest thing. I feel like at the end of the day, you're gonna get your money back. You just have to, you just have to take, you know, you have to take your time. You have to be patient. Because if people are getting tired of these, um, if people are getting tired of these broken games and delays and all that kind of stuff, just just be quiet, shut your mouth, and continue working on the game until it's until it's at the point of just everything needs to be polished. Don't just just it needs to be a playable build, like it needs to be playable before it's announced. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. And if you have studios saying this, look again, they have passion making these games, but there's a lot of work behind it. And like again, crunch culture needs to end. And if you don't know what crunch is, crunch is when like you know deadlines are coming up, and everybody instead of working your regular eight to ten hour shifts, you're now working fifteen hours a day, seven days straight, or whatever the case is, spending time away from your family just for a video game, just to meet those deadlines. So, yeah, I, it just did just. Uh, it just, where am I going with this? Publishers just need to be more considerate of these studios. That's all. That's all I'm saying. What you think, Steven? 
Right, right. Just delay the games. That's all. Just delay the games. Just delay the games. Just please delay the games. Now, speaking of gaming studios, now, now, before I continue any farther, before I continue any farther, because things are about to get crazy. I've said in the beginning of this, um, when I first started this podcast, that I wasn't, that the two things I wasn't going to talk about is religion and politics, right? I told y'all those are the two things I was not going to talk about. However, with recent events, with recent events, I feel like I got to talk about this. Plus, this story came up. But I feel like I had to talk about this because this ain't this ain't just political. You're, you're speaking about health. More specifically, the health of women and their choice. And if you don't know what I'm talking about by now, you're living under the rock, Patrick Starr. But um, but yeah, we're talking about um Roe versus Wade and you know how the Supreme Court overturned that. You know, so I, I feel like this is beyond politics. I feel like this ain't just political. This is beyond politics. This is about women's health. This is about health. But if you feel like I'm gonna give y'all the opportunity now, if you feel like this is political, I won't even blame y'all if y'all leave. But at the same time, if you think that women shouldn't have the right to determine their body, you're gonna subscribe. Just, just, just get away from my channel. Get away from this. Just get away from me. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, well, I'm gonna say more. Anyway. Studios are starting to speak out on, on Roe versus Wade. And this story comes from Kutaku.com and it reads as follows. So, and this was published on the 24th of June. PlayStation Studios breaks silence on abortion rights after Roe overturned. Bungie, Insomniac, and others advocate for abortion rights. Okay, I've just seen how long this was. On Friday, the Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court made good on a longstanding right-wing threat to overturn Roe versus Wade and with it eradicate the constitutional right to abortion that has existed for nearly 50 years. Now, some of Game's most well-known studios, which has been previously silent, are speaking up about the issue with at least one Destiny 2 maker, Bungie, directly condemning the Supreme Court's ruling. In a historic... Six, six, three decision with the majority opinion authored by numerous Republican justices who had previously stated under oath that Roe was settled, was settled law, the court. Oh my gosh, I could go back. Who had previously stated under oath that Roe was settled law, the court stripped away fundamental protections for ab- abortion, bodily autonomy and personal privacy rejecting many of the legal arguments on which those protections have been previously had previously been based states have now states now have a green light to legislate legislate abortion bans and in place where so-called trigger laws were in effect like texas these bans are already set to go in effect the decision by the u.s supreme court to overturn roe versus wake cuts off millions of Americans from their access and leaves open the possibility of even further restrictions on life-saving health care for all of us, Bungie wrote in an update to an earlier blog post on the subject. We remain under undeterred in our commitment to stand up for repro- reproductivity 
reproductivity, choice, and liberty. As a result of the ruling, the studio said it will now implement a travel reimbursement program to help employees access any reproductive or gender affirming health care they require, even if such, such care is criminalized in the employee's home state. While Bungie is based in Washington, where exists some state-level protections for abortion, the studio's new remote work policy means that's not the case for all of its developers. Did I just get a text? I'll respond to that later. While the Destiny 2 maker has continuously been outspoken on political issues. Other studios are making their positions public for the first time, and some are committing to providing material support to employees. Both are things that more and more American workers are asking employees about as the country's political institutions fail to meet the moment or remain captured by minority rule. We are human beings who make games. Insomniac Games tweeted, Reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights. The Sony-owned studio behind upcoming Spider-Man Wolverine games, Insomniac, has previously planned a $50,000 donation to Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project, project, also known as RAP, which its parent company would match. That was following an email from Sony Interactive Entertainment head Jim Ryan calling on employees to respect differences of opinion on abortion back when a draft opinion of the court's decision had first leaked. According to the Washington Post, Sony had also required that Insomniac remain silent about its donation to rap. Now the damn asylum seems to be breaking. Fellow PlayStation Studios, Naughty Dog, Sony Santa Monica, Sony San Diego, Sony Ben, and Sucker Punch, and Gorilla Games have started weighing in today. We will continue to uphold those values and actively support all our employees in receiving the care they need and want, tweeted Naughty Dog. Reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights, Gorilla tweeted. While the Horizon Horizon Forbidden West studio is based in the Netherlands, its former boss and co-founder, Herman Hulse, is now the head of PlayStation Worldwide Studios. All right, um, that's all I'm going to read because there's a lot of reading. But I'm happy that these studios um, and publishers are starting to even. I see something about EA, even um, EA is supporting them despite them being, you know, take them taking L's. That's I'm glad at the end of the day they see humans as humans. I'm glad they see that. And again, it's not only game studios that's taking the stance, a lot of companies too. Where they're like, you know, we'll reimburse you the money that's that you need to tr- not only get these abortions or whatever, but also travel to wherever they need to. And they'll reimburse their employees, which is, I'm glad. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. What a woman decides to do with her body it's her choice. Nobody should not be, no government entity should tell a woman what they should do with their bodies. And here's the thing. When people think about abortions, they they just think about, you know, they don't want this baby. So let's, you know, let's go and get this abortion and all this kind of stuff. It's more than that. It's not just that. It's also for health issues. You know, sometimes there's complicated pregnancies, dangerous pregnancies where the baby or the mother's not going to make it and all that kind of stuff. 
It's, it's a lot of reasons why pe people will get abortions. I'm not going to get into all of it. But at the end of the day, it should not be the government that's making that choice for these women. Again, you're now... I've heard some stories back in the day when abortions wasn't legal. The things that the horrible things that people went through, it used to be like they couldn't get abortion. So they had to sneak out of the country and they went through dangerous procedures. They will get those, um, get those abortions. And it was like, you know, some, some of them die under, a lot of people die under the knife or they abandon babies and all that kind of stuff. And people might be thinking, why people need to get abortions just just you know give them up for adoption it's not that simple it is not that simple it is not that simple the 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 uh what is it what is it? the adoption process is not simple it really isn't i'm not going to get into that but i know because i don't know too much about the adoption process but i know it's not that simple and the crazy thing is it's like let me tell you something real quick me personally personally i don't believe in abortions but that's not my place to say whether a woman should get an abortion or not. I'm always going to lean more towards let's not. Okay. Let's just say, for example, right. It's me and my woman, right? I'm married or whatever the case is. And, you know, she gets pregnant, but she's like, she's not ready for a child. Me personally, I would try to talk her, you know, against it. But at the same time, at the end of the day, we talked about it. That's her body. If she's ready, she's ready. If she's not, because I feel like we both need to be on the same page when it comes to children. When it comes to children, both parents need to be on the same page in the story. But not only that, if she's having complications and the doctor, it was like, if you try to go through this pregnancy, you might die. Come on now. Come on. Come on. We need to go through that abortion. You know what I'm saying? So, and not only that, like, talk about other cases what if somebody is a victim of rape and they get pregnant by their rape their rapist what then now they for us to have the baby and not only that the healthcare system in america is just it's all messed up i'm not gonna get into details about that because again i don't want to get too political but this is important like the healthcare system is horrendous in this country for all my people that's living outside the states, it is horrendous. It's it's not the best healthcare system. I'm just going to say that you will literally go bankrupt just because you had to go to the hospital once. Trust me. Um, what was I was ready to say. Um, the point is, you know what's crazy? A woman and a black man voted for for the overturning. And it's just. Mm -mm -mm. Have y'all seen the uh, the Uncle Ruckus meme of that judge and Uncle Ruckus sitting beside each other? And people like they're the same photo. They literally almost look. They basically look like I'm not even lying on that. <laughs> they look alike. It's like it's not even funny. And like this is not a this is not really a funny issue. But this is how we deal with stuff. Like we laugh through the pain and all that kind of stuff. But it just. Why? Just why? This was a backwards move. Why? Why even do that? Why even do that? Like, why even overturn that? It. And again, with the healthcare system, where I was going with before, it's just you want people to not abort their babies, abort the child, whatever. But then when they come out, y'all don't want to take care of them. Y'all barely want to do government assistance. 
Yeah, I barely want to pay health care for these children and all that stuff. So it's like once they're born, oh, that's not our responsibility. So it just anybody that think that anybody that think that the overturning of this was a good thing, just unsubscribe for me right now. Just get away from me because this is just like again. I prefer. I'm personally, I'm against abortion. But I'm not going to go to somebody like, oh, don't get an abortion. This, that, another. Ooh, you a bad person if you did this. Woo, 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 woo. I'm not going to do that because at the end of the day, that is not my place to say. Again, I might have a conversation, but I'm going to leave it at that. At the end of the day, it is up to that woman to decide whether they want to go through the pregnancy or not. It's, not. it's not for men to decide. I will always say when it comes to women's body, men should stay out of that conversation. Okay? You could be pro-life but and I know that some pro-lifers out there that's like oh this is disgusting what they did they overturned um, Roe versus Wade I know some pro-lifers that's like this is ridiculous it's like yes I don't believe in abortions but this is wrong Are you, how you gonna tell somebody else what they can and can't do with their body but anyway that's, that's enough of that cause I'm probably pissing some people off which if I'm pissing some people off right now I've done my job if I piss you off, I've done my job. So I'm not going to stick my middle finger up in the camera all I'm thinking about. <laughs> but if anybody think that this is a good thing, get away from me right now. Just just, just get away. What do you think, Steven? Oh, my gosh. You had a lot to say. But you're absolutely right. That's the most you've ever said steven but you know you're, you're absolutely right is where, where come on now for 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 steven to say that he mind you he's a squirrel and he said that this is ridiculous for a squirrel to come out and say this is ridiculous it's ridiculous so yeah but that's enough of that that's enough of that that's enough of that because i again I don't want to piss too many people off, although if I'm pissing you off, I'm, I'm doing my job. So anyway, let's move on to the next thing, which is more lighthearted. This is actually a fun fact. This is something I wanted to share with y'all real quick. I came across this. It ain't nothing too crazy, but this is something I want to share with y'all. And this is about Superman. Did y'all know that um Superman originally didn't have the power to fly? Did y'all know that? <laughs> and when I came across this article... It was funny because right before this article came out, I saw a meme that um, it was a very old comic. It was like, you could tell this like newspaper comic. Um, it was a meme. It was a picture of Superman and Batman and they were trying to save a woman that was about to get lost in the river or whatever. Mind you, he's not flying. He's like this. He's trying to reach for, he's helping Batman stand up. And <laughs> the meme was like, Oh, come on. Come on, Superman. You could have did better than that. And I'm thinking the same thing, too. But then when I came across this um, article, it made sense. Hold on. Let me drink some water real quick. Mm. That last topic made me almost, almost frustrated. Anyway. This, uh, <laughs> this, um, this, this article is from ScreenRant.com. It was published six days ago. I'm not doing the math. And it reads as following. So let's switch over. Boop. Superman, Superman's most iconic power didn't come from the comics. One of Superman's most iconic abilities, 
his power of flight didn't originate in the comics, but debuted in one of his most influential adaptations. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of Superman's most famous powers is his ability to fly, but this originated in one of his most influential adaptations, not the comics. Superman is one of the most iconic superheroes in both D in the DC comics pantheon, I think I say that word, and the genre itself, having reshaped pop culture in his 1938 action comic comics debut. Superman didn't arrive at newsstands fully formed, however, and just as his characterization, enemies, and supporting cast has has have gradually evolved, so too have his powers, with one of the most iconic abilities coming from the Fletcher Studios animated shorts. In Superman's first appearance, his powers were far tamer than what readers and viewers are used to today. Superman's ability initially consisted of superhuman strength, oh my gosh, speed and durability, and while he couldn't fly, he could lead an eighth of a mile. Later stories would introduce powers like heat vision, and ice breath but superman's famous means of transportation didn't debut in the comics the 17 the 17 superman animated short films by flesher studios later renamed famous studios introduced superman's ability to fly in their first installment the fletcher brothers were unsatisfied with how superman leaping through metropolis metropolis looked at animation so they contacted dc comics and asked if they could have superman fly with the publisher's permission, Superman officially took flight in 1941's The Mad Scientist, and the Man of Steel's powers of flight inst instantly became one of his most famous abilities. That's all I'm going to read for now. That's all I'm going to read. That's an interesting, fun fact. Like I said, when I first came across that, again, when I first saw the meme, I'm like, why is he not flying? That that article makes sense of everything, and it, and just to think, just to think of the evolution of superheroes in general. Think about how they started and where they are now. Think about Batman. He wasn't that gritty at first. He was like a detective. I mean, he's still a detective to this day, but he was just like a regular detective, you know. And he was very lighthearted. And look how dark it has became now, especially with DC. Everything with DC has become became more darker. All superheroes in general started off lighthearted and then they just got darker and darker and darker. So yeah, that was an interesting fact that I wanted to share with y'all. Now, on to the IRL section, which IRL stands for in real life. And this is the portion of the um of the podcast where oh I'm sorry, Steven. What you had to say about that Superman fact? You wish you was a flying squirrel? Well, all you got to do is just put a kite on you. I bet you'll be flying. Look, we're going to put a kite on, on you, and you're going to be flying. <laughs> Let that wind blow. You're going to be, woo. Hopefully, you don't get lost in the wind. <laughs> anyway, again, like I was saying, this is the portion of the podcast where I talk about some um, stuff that's in real life, that's going on in real life. Now, granted, I'm not saying all, all, the, all, all, the, all the articles that I was reading don't affect people in real life, especially when I was reading about the Roe versus Wade uh, stuff. But this is more, it's not really gaming related, I should say. So, and sometimes they could be local news, sometimes they could be nationwide, worldwide, whatever. And I only have one um, article today. Technically, I had two, but I wanted, again, I cut off some stuff because I wanted this podcast to be shorter because the last episode was way too long. Anyway, let me ask y'all a question, right? Let me ask y'all a question. This is a serious question. What if you buy a home, right? You buy a home. You loving this home. Whatever case, you just bought it. 
whatever. You start cleaning things out. You go into the vents. And you find some edibles. <laughs> and I'm not talking about like a regular, like you just found like one or two brownies or whatever in that. I'm talking about a big bag, uh, a gallon, at least a gallon bag full of edibles. Imagine that. Imagine that. And this is what happened in this story right here. Um, somebody found some edibles in their air vent when they moved in. And this article is from WTBR.com. And it was published on the 28th of June. And it reads as follows. Homeowner finds bag of edibles hidden in newly purchased Chesterfield house. Um... A homeowner found a bag of edibles hidden in the air vent of their new Chesterfield home. The homeowner recently purchased a foreclosed home along the 700 block of Colony Forest Drive. The homeowner was changing their air vent filters, and that is where they found the drugs. Chesterfield Police Lieutenant Turner said, Blah. Homeowner was... Yeah, the homeowner was changing their air vents and filters, and that's where they found the drugs. Test failed, police lieutenant Turner said. Testing showed the edibles contained THC, the substance in marijuana that makes you feel high. While police could not disclose the exact weight and value of the edibles, investigators said that they were found in one gallon size bag that was full of edibles and one gallon size bag that was half filled. That's a lot. Police said. They believe they believe the investigation was now considered a closed case, but then I say if anyone was arrested or any charges were filed in this case. This is a developer story, blah 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 blah. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull that picture up. Hold on. Look at that. Look at that. If you're watching the video version, look at that. Wow. <laughs> Woo. Let me ask y'all a question real quick. What would y'all, what would y'all do in that situation? You just bought a new home. Imagine you. What if you bought a, a new home and you cleaned out some stuff and then you found a, a bag full of edibles? What would y'all do? I, I want to know what would y'all do. Like seriously, that's a serious question. I want y'all to drop a comment if y'all watching the video version or send me a tweet or whatever. I want to see what y'all would do because I want to say I know what I would do, but I really wouldn't know what I would do because that much edibles, somebody was selling it. Or giving away, I don't know if they were giving away, but they were definitely selling it. That wasn't no personal use. They were selling it. That's why I said I wouldn't know what to do with it because it's like, first of all, it's random candy. It's candy in the oven, so you know something's going on with it. And second, I don't even know if it's THC. I don't know if it's edibles. It could be something else. It could be PCP. It could be mixed with some bad chemicals. So I I, I know for a fact I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not using it because I don't know what's in that. I don't know. Was it? It could be rat poison in there. I don't know. So I'm definitely not gonna gonna um, use it. I'm definitely not gonna use it. Now the real question is: Would you either take it to the police, or would you throw it away, or would y'all sell it? Personally, I wouldn't sell it. I, first of all, I don't want to be a part of that. I wouldn't sell it because again, I don't know if it's THC. I I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I could be selling some mess out there that can get you killed. Again, it could be rat poisoning. So I'm definitely not going to sell it. So the real question is, would I take it to the police or just throw it away? Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm definitely not keeping it in the house. I'll tell you that much. Because I think at the very least, I'll throw it away. But it's like, I'll be scared. I ain't going to say I'll be scared. But it's like, 
It could be some drug dealers in the house that might want to come back and get it. And I just either throw it away or give it to the police. Now they're going to come after me be like, you just messed up my money. So I'm just like, I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't know what to do in that situation. I don't know if, if I'll call the police, but it's definitely not staying in the house. I'll tell you that much. It's not It's not staying in the house. It's, it's definitely not staying in the house. I, I tell you that much. So um, whoever the previous owner was, was like I said, they probably was selling. I don't know if they either forgot about it or me personally, I would not forget about that much edibles if I had. I would not forget about that amount. I'm not talking about a little amount. Y'all saw that bag. It was a gallon bag. It was a one gallon bag and then a half a gallon bag. So, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to do. Mm-mm-mm. What would you do, Steven? I need to stay away from you. <laughs> I need to stay away from you. After hearing that, after what you just said. Well, anyway, we're almost at the end of the podcast. So we're at the last section of the podcast. This now we're at the Squirrel Moments University SMU. This is the portion of the podcast where I give advice, you know, whether it's life advice, not really financial advice, you know, mental health advice, relationship advice, whatever. Whatever I feel like that can help somebody. Something that helps me out and I'd like to share with y'all. And I feel like, you know, it, it, it could just help anybody out. No matter your age, no matter what age, whether you're in school, out of school, teenagers, whatever, adult, old person, elderly, I should say, whatever. I feel like that this advice can help somebody. I feel like these advice advices can help somebody out. And I feel like this advice that I'm about to share with y'all now is real simple. It's going to be real quick. But I feel like this will help anybody out, no matter your age. I, I feel like this will go more towards older people, but it'll still help everybody out, out, out regardless. And it's time for me in this podcast because I cannot talk. And podcasting requires a lot of talking. But anyway, and here's my advice. Y'all ready? Y'all ready for today's lesson? Continue doing what makes you happy. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back. Continue doing what makes you happy. <laughs> now I'm going to say that for the people that's way in the back. Continue doing what makes you happy. Y'all heard me? If y'all ain't if y'all ain't hear me at this point, y'all if I knew sign language, I would do the sign language. But I don't know sign language. But this is important, y'all. This is important. As we get older, and I was talking about depression earlier, and I'm gonna bring that back in in a second. And it goes with this. As we get older and we start getting busy with life, whether it, you know, working, going to school, taking care of kids, whatever the case is, we start to journey away towards the thing that we love doing. And I'm not saying it's a right, you know, it's right or wrong. No, you shouldn't be doing that. Because I understand life happens. Again, if you're taking care of kids, you got to make sure your kids are straight. You got to make sure you got a roof over your head and all that kind of stuff. You got to make sure you eat. So I understand where stuff happens where you don't have have a lot of time to do what you love, do what makes you happy. But at the same time, you still got to make time. You got to make time for what you love. Let me, And this is why I'm going to go back to the whole depression thing. Once I graduated out of high school, after about a few years, I almost stopped playing video games entirely. Like, I will go months without playing a game. And y'all know me. I'm a, I'm a dedicated gamer. I love gaming. Like, you know. And I get mad when I don't play a video game for a day or two. Like, what I mean by that, it's like, I can go a couple of days without playing. 
But then I'd be disappointed in myself because I'm like, this is what I love doing. I love playing video games. This is starting to get hot in here. This is another, another reason why I want to stop the podcast because it's starting to get hot in here and my stomach growling, even though I just ate about an hour ago. But <laughs> I didn't, like I said, like I would go months without playing a game. Like it was just, it was, I, I didn't realize it was connected to depression until till recent years because I, I just didn't realize it. And again, for me to go months without playing the game, that's 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 not normal for me. And like when I used to tell people this back in the day, they'd be like, man, you're lying. You know you played a game the other day. Again, I used to go months. And the only time I would play a game is, is if a new one came out, I beat the campaign, and then I don't touch it again. And recently, ever since I started feeling better, even before I really started feeling better, I started getting back into gaming. You know, and it started off with content creation. And, you know, I love content creation. I love the process and everything. But what, what content creation made me realize is that I still love gaming to the core. I still love gaming. And what content creation did for me is return me back to gaming. Return me back to what I love doing. Not only that, it also I also discovered another passion map which is content creation which i kind of discovered a while back like when i when i was doing music but i didn't look at it as content creation at the time but i like the production side of things i like the whole creative process you know like you know working on the audio you know um just a lot of the behind the scenes stuff yes i like being in front of the camera from time to time because that's what i'm doing majority of the time but i love this whole process again i was happy when i got this new mic you know my new setup because now i got two i got dual monitors now so it's just the whole process. It just, you know, this whole process, gaming, consecration, all this stuff makes me happy, which is why. And what's funny is that text that I got just now, um, my my friend, she asked me, hey, are you resting? You've been streaming more and pushing videos out. I love doing this. I literally love doing this. This is what makes me happy. And, you know, and to answer her question, which I'm going to text her back once I'm done with this, I have been resting. Actually, ever since I got this new job, I've been resting. I've been resting more and I've been having more time to do things. And plus, now I'm not working nights. So now it's like I have more energy to do things. You know, I'm a little bit more happier, you know. So I'm willing to do more of these things because, again, at the end of the day, this is what I love doing. You know, I'm moving out by the end of this year and I'm really working on that. I'm really pushing towards it. You know, I've already got some money saved up. But, um, yeah, it just... One of the reasons I want to move out because I want to start making more and more content. Because if you don't know, I live with my father. I've said this many times. But it, for those that don't know, yeah, I live with my dad. But if I live with my own, I can make more content. Plus, matter of fact, I'm 28 now. I'm 28. So it's time for me to get my own place anyway. But, um, yeah, it just, this is what I love doing. And, like, even when I, you know, if and when I do have a family, have kids, and all this stuff, I'm definitely going to make time for my family and kids and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, even if it's just for an hour a day, I'm playing the game. You can't. You can't. And for my significant other, when I do end up having a significant other, I'm just looking at my hair. If you watch the video version, I'm looking all kind of weird. And all that. But uh, <laughs> for all for all my potential, potential significant others, you got to accept the fact this is what I love doing. Now, I'm not going to... I'm going to be attentive. I'm going to be there. Trust me, I am. But just like you have, you like to have your own things you like to do, this is what I love to do. And you're going to you're going to respect it. 
and you gonna know out the jump that this is what I love doing. If you can't handle it, get away from me. Don't don't. No, you ain't gonna take away my passion just because you're lone, you feeling whatever because you don't have anything you have to do or look forward to. So yeah, it just and I know that sounded kind of bad, but it's the truth. It's the truth. So I mean, if women had more hobbies, they wouldn't get mad when we enjoy our hobbies. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's all I gotta say. Continue doing what makes you happy. Find time out the day, even if it's just for thirty minutes for an hour, whether it's drawing, reading, writing, whatever, whatever you love to do, building things, you know, working on cars. Find the time to do it because if you immerse yourself too much into the worldly things, when I mean by that, you know, taking care of a family, you know, kids work and all this stuff if that's only the only things you do you're gonna be looking later back in life like man i remember i used to do this and that and whatever i don't i don't do none of that no more like i understand like all right you know you used to play basketball back in the day and you getting older so you can't do the same moves or whatever but shoot you can still shoot a ball from time to time shoot even just for 30 minutes there go your workout right there 30 minutes just shoot the ball whatever so and it's important because again if you start striving away from what makes you happy you're no longer happy and i'm not saying that having family and you know whatever doesn't make you happy because fa- having a family does make you happy but then that's not your only identity you were somebody you you were somebody before your family you was doing stuff before you had a family so just continue doing what makes you happy what you think steven right what makes you happy going nuts <laughs> And yeah, we reached the end of the podcast, y'all. I appreciate everybody that's stuck around, that's watching the video version, that's listening to the audio version. Um, anybody that likes, comment, um, who subscribe, that's sharing all my stuff. I appreciate everybody that does that. Uh, I want everybody to go follow all my social medias. I got Twitter, uh, Twitch, TikTok. Um, Instagram, I'm more active on Instagram. It's also, if you watch the video versions on the bottom of the screen. But yeah, go ahead and follow me on my social medias. Also, you're not obligated to do this. But if you want to uh, financially support me, again, you know, I'm working on moving out. I'm also trying to get some more equipment and all that kind of stuff. So if you want to support me financially, you always do- donate to my cash app, which is Dallas on our Irving TV. But again, you're not obligated to. Just y'all watching and sharing and liking and all that kind of stuff. That alone helps me. And again, if you listen to the audio version, you know, you could be working now. You could be on a road trip or whatever. But if you listen to the um, audio version, I have an ad in the beginning. So that also helps out as well. Again, I haven't made a dollar yet. I've only made a couple of cents, but that helps. That helps. Every bit of support helps. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. Do you have anything else, Steven? Right, right, right. Um, we just appreciate everybody's support. I appreciate everybody's support. We're almost to 400 subscribers on YouTube and I want to reach 500 by the end of the year. Cause I do, I want to do the spicy noodle challenge and that's going to be the last spicy challenge I do. I have one more spicy challenge left in me. Uh, when I reached 100 subscribers on YouTube, I did a spicy wing challenge and then randomly I did, a um, Despite the one chip challenge, which this is only this, this, that's the reason why I have one more spicy challenge left in me, because that that actually made me sick. It actually, I've actually I actually threw up when I did that challenge. Like, and you know, I did that. I actually had that challenge on video, and I did it with um 
the, the video features D-Boy. Because it was originally his idea, but then he couldn't do it. We were supposed to do it together, but again, he couldn't do it. So, Which is all good. So, um, yeah, y'all should go ahead and watch that. So, but yeah, once we reach 500 subscribers, we're going to, again, do the Spicy Noodle Challenge. And then on Twitch, I'm on the path to becoming an affiliate. So... If we already got 20 or 21 followers, so we reach 50 followers, that will help me towards my um, path towards affiliate. And once we reach 50 followers, um, I'll come up with I'll come up with something for us to do to celebrate once we reach 50 um, followers, or more so when I become an affiliate, because I'm definitely streaming more now and all that kind of stuff. So I want everybody to go, again go to my Twitch. So yeah, but again, I appreciate all of the support that everybody gives me i know i don't have the biggest following right now but i appreciate every single little support but again that's that's all i got for y'all um and yeah and as usual i want everybody to have a good day be safe and again as usual promoting peace gaming and wings